Tobias had recently hired actor Carl Weathers as a drama coach. Do you see me more as the respected dramatic actor or more of the beloved comic actor? Whoa, 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 whoa. There's still plenty of meat on that bone. Now you take this home, throw it in a pot, add some broth, a potato. Baby, you got a stew going. Yes, that's fine. Uh, but I would like to focus on my acting, Mr. Weathers. I did give you my last $1,100. Let me tell you a little story about acting. I was doing the Showtime movie Hot Ice with Ann Archer. Never once touched my padilla. I go to craft service, get some raw veggies, bacon, cup of soup. <laughs> Maybe I had a stew going. I think I'd like my money back. This podcast is scheduled for one fall. With a six-minute time limit coming out of the black corner, combined weight of 666 pounds, recording to you from Greenwich, Connecticut. I'm your boy Xander Hobbs. This is Bobby. It doesn't matter what your name is. B. And once again, we're bringing you another edition of the Retalocalypse. It is upon us. Oh man, it is upon us indeed. We have a great great show today we have the return of one tony bloodbath aptly proposed named in the title that you can read we've got so much so much shit happened in in within a week and that's been happening from the past weeks so i feel like we just have to get right into it and like start just just start this off with a bang yeah man and you know what was a bang is unfortunately after last we recorded last week right after the royal rumble which we thought was excellent um Monday, we found out that 45-year-old oft-injured and part-time wrestler Phil Brooks suffered an injury during the Royal Rumble. I think uh, tore tricep is what I saw. That's what it was. Uh, um, really throwing a big, fat monkey wrench into WrestleMania plans. Um, really big bummer. Obviously, I've been critical of him uh, recently, but still, um, they were teeing up a really, really nice program with some really with the possibility of a really exciting main event for one of the nights so that is in the junk in the trunk now um but i thought it, i like how he came out they used what he's best at which is talk on the mic set the tone get the audience invested they were able to use that to kind of help elevate drew mcintyre as a heel drew mcintyre comes out i did that i prayed for that which i thought was a cool line um so i did like that um and then drew beats him down Sami Zayn makes the save you know, obviously they have to fill some voids and I'm not opposed to a Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre feud. You know, I think they're both capable main eventers. I don't know if it'll main event WrestleMania, but I think from here to to April, that's, that could be cool. So, yeah. And honestly, I'm not very surprised that Punk is injured because like since he's been back, he's been injured. The sample size has been showing he's been injured quite a few times and I don't think that's his fault. I just think his body's got too much mileage on it. And um, I just, I mean, he's not the guy to like make long-term plans with, unfortunately, at this point of his career. 
So I don't wish him to get injured. I've been critical of him too, but like he's still, his name still sells. It was still a big match. And so that's a big, you know, swing and a miss, not by them, but just a big wasted opportunity, so to speak, that he's not going to have or Rollins isn't going to have because the plan was for him to be going up against Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins is like a question mark too. So, you know, we have a lot of like things up in the air right now. Seth Rollins is not a question mark to me. Like I said, he is CrossFit Jesus. He will rise for WrestleMania like he always does. Um, But he is a question mark. But before we get into that aspect, uh, Judgment Day, R-Truth, they've got some juice back. They had a really nice match with DIY, crowd favorites. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Wrestling. Um, and then it ended up with an R-Truth beatdown. Although, uh, Damien Priest did not participate. He did not participate. I liked that. I, liked I was just going to say that. Because he said he liked him. He thinks he's funny. And then so J.D. McDonald's led the beatdown with uh, Dirty Dom, I think, and Finn. So, I mean, there's still some legs on it. Um, we're still at the slow burn with Damien Priest in the briefcase. But we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. Um, you were talking about Rollins. I mean, so it looks like, I mean, should we get into what happened on SmackDown? And then, yeah, into- we kind of have to. It kind of runs in, right? So Monday was a great promo. Rollins interrupts Rhodes, kind of sells him on like, don't waste your time with Reigns. He never, he doesn't even defend the title. It's worthless. Like, this is the title. I'm the man which sets up kind of what happened on Friday, right? Yeah. So Reigns appears on Friday and then um, interaction. He kind of calls out Rollins saying, whatever you guys. Oh, how about real quick how he like just buried, they had him bury the title and Rollins at the same time and Rhodes by saying like he works less dates, makes more money. And just, it's just, I don't know. Why would you do that? You're trying to like promote this title that Rollins has. And then you have Reigns come out and say that. Like, that doesn't do anything besides make it a consolation prize. Yeah. No, I definitely... uh, And Rollins did the same thing to the Universal title the night before. Right. Or or on Monday, right? But the thing is, the WWE title, There's it's the Universal and WWE title. So, But that has the lineage. This belt came out six months ago that Rollins had. So, of course, like when Reigns stomps it down it's going to have a little bit more of effect because, you know, Rollins um, Reigns has had the title with the most lineage, but I, well, the one thing that I don't agree with though, another thing I don't is how, what happened with Cody Rhodes on this, how he cut this awesome promo said he was coming for Reigns, but not at WrestleMania. So, and now comes the rock. Yeah. And you know, We'll have to see. I mean, it's like. Apparently, they're going to make it official on Thursday when they have the press conference. That's what I've been reading. And there's still time. Rollins or Rhodes didn't say he was going to go for Rollins just yet. They didn't even say they're going to. I mean, I guess the Rock and Reigns is is set. Like, they just have to make it official. But people are still saying there's still time for maybe to make this possibly a triple threat with Rhodes or anything like that. Because it's like. What's the Royal Rumble for then? If you're just going to have The Rock come in, why did Cody win the Royal Rumble? If you're just going to have The Rock come in and just take the spot. And and apparently from reading behind the scenes that The Rock really pushed for this match to happen 
because Punk was injured and Brock Lesnar's out. And so he pushed for it to happen. And well, yeah, I mean, he's on the board of directors. He needs to make sure that the company's performing. I think that, um, you know, I understand why everybody thinks this is like the big winner. No, I get Rock that versus yeah. the Reigns. Like, I, I get, get that, that this match has to happen, but it yeah, just I can't see it. I cannot see them. I cannot see it being a. Uh, they cannot have a one-on-one match. No, it's not going to be forty-five good. minutes to end the second night of WrestleMania. No, and the thing is, what I was going to say beforehand, like, the, I get that this match has to happen. This has been in the works and everything like that, but it should not come to the expense of a two-year storyline and at Cody Rhodes's expense again. You know, and the thing is, like, the it's it's gonna it's gonna be a bad match, like. Reigns is only good when he's in the ring with someone better than he is. Sorry, I said it. I said what I said, and that's just facts. And The Rock is a 50-year-old guy that gets blown up when he beats down Jinder Mahal. So it's like, how is that going to be the main event of night two? And all these marks online are saying that, well, this is the match that's going to make the most money. No fan should be talking about matches making money unless you're invested in WWE or TKO. I want to see the storyline come through. I don't care about what makes money because it's not putting any money in my pocket. I don't want to watch Dwayne Johnson wrestle. Sorry, I'm a rock fan, but I don't want to see it right now. And when I do, you know what I do? I fire up the fucking Peacock and I go watch him when he was in his prime. Right. Like, not now. It's just like, it'd be one thing if we had like, because everybody, you know, you had other people going, oh, but you liked it when Stone Cold and KO wrestled. That's because his KO can wrestle and Stone Cold, they had a match that like fit the description of like to hide like Austin's deficiencies and stuff like that. So it was fine. And it wasn't for a title. This is no. for a title that Roman Reigns has been carrying for like years. Right. And on top of that, there's another thing that's the Rock saying that he wants to beat Reigns, which would be even a bigger mistake. So oh, I don't be... know what's happened to The Rock. Like, that, talk about it. CM Punk was right in 2013 that he said that this guy just does business for himself. He doesn't give a shit about the WWE. It's about his bottom line because his movies suck. So he's got to come back. He never gave a shit about WWE before, but now he does. So and it just sucks for Cody Rhodes because why is he going to go up against Seth Rollins, who he beat three times already for a title that just got made up last year? Make it make sense. Well, they've got three months to make it make sense. All right. I'm willing. I'm willing. That rant is over. I'm willing to see it out and see what happens. But seriously, if it's one-on-one rock and reigns, I might not watch that match in night two. I may just work and just do and just make money. Yeah. If it is, they need to put it after the Bailey EO sky match. Right. Cause that shit's going to be hot. That's going to be a good match. And yes. that's a nice segue that we got into. We we had a oh man, what a good segment because I watched the thing and it was a sweet callback to like the evolution days of Batista and Triple H when Triple H was talking to Flair in the back about it, Batista not being that good and Batista's hearing it. Sweet face turn, one of the best face turns ever. And then so now we flash forward to 2024, damage control, talking shit, Bailey hearing it in the locker room. They come out 
And then they're talking in Japanese. And then this was, I wasn't even expecting this. Bailey says something in Japanese. And she's like, what, you didn't think I learned? And oh my God, it was just so well done. Like just really well done. Yeah, I really liked it. It makes, um, you know, it elevates Bailey. It's where we wanted the face turn, damage plan getting broken up, waiting for it. Great. Also, it makes EOS, it 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 helps elevate the rest of them too. Right, right. Like as, as dastardly heels, you know, I thought it was great. Yeah, I just was, thought that was great. And it I'm was really a good segment. Forward. And like, I'm glad Bailey's like getting her props because like she's been holding it down like since 2020. Like, I'm just talking about, you know, just put on the gas. And then after her injury coming back. So I'm glad that she's got this like spotlight on her. That's it's good. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, I'm glad she's not going after Rhea Ripley. Right. Cause like, Cause that would be a loss. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like, I don't know exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know exactly who's going to beat Rhea Ripley. I don't know. It's, it, it shouldn't be Nia Jax. And no, it's, it's probably going to be Charlotte on one leg. And shouldn't be Bex. Like, I just, I don't, I just don't think, I don't know. Like Rhea. Bianca Belair. Like Rhea's because her title reign has been up and down for me. She hasn't defended the title a lot, but when she has the title, the matches have been good. And so I don't so want she to work. And she works a lot though. She's like, she's always, she's always the judgment yeah. day is always active. So she's right. like, she's, it's not that she's not like, it's not Roman Reigns, but she's not even on TV. No, she's, she's just not in the ring a lot defending the belt, but it's right. just, but I mean, I'm just willing to see where it goes. And we still have elimination chamber. That's going to be in Perth, Australia, her hometown. So she's going to get a gigantic pop and like, you know, that's gonna, yeah, I mean, dude, like I have no problems with Rhea Ripley holding the title. I We were rooting for her when she took it off Charlotte and we're rooting her for her right now. We just want to know who who to speculate would be the one to take the title off her. And it just doesn't seem like it's going to be anybody in the near future, I don't think. I know. And that's, I think, is, is becoming problematic for WWE as good as they're. It's like everybody's having these giant title runs. Right. And Which it's isn't, it, it's not, you don't need to have everyone having an uh, epic title run, you know? Right, it's like Gunter's the record IC holder now, and like, yeah. and Reigns, obviously, and then Rollins has defend, successfully defended, like, all these times, and it's just like, having the belts, and even having the belts switch hands within a feud. You have to find that sweet spot, like, yeah. and like, I know people will say that the belt switched hands a lot in the attitude era, but that was a different time. And like I said, like reigns having the belt is enough. Like, I mean, I think after WrestleMania we'll have like a, like a big reset, like not so much with reigns, but with like everybody else with the titles, I don't think, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Gunther. Cause I'm sure, I think he's going to drop it soon too. And he'll have to go up to the main event because I, I would like to see him be the guy that takes the belt off Rollins. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But lots of moving parts as we move forward toward WrestleMania. Um, definitely going to be watching to see how they try to dot all the T's and cross all the I's for this this Roman Reigns and this big pivot they're doing now. But overall, matches have been good. Storylines have been good. Coming off a nice Royal Rumble, we move into toward Elimination Chamber, so we'll see what's up. AEW, real quick. <clears throat> Um, I thought the was fine. It was all right. 
I think um, I I think Swerve is really good, and I love watching his matches. So always yeah. checking that out. I the like match- how they've pivoted and continue this uh, feud with Hangman Page. Yeah, I mean it's it's do it's it's fine because they're going after who's going to be the guy that goes after Joe. Right. So you know I can I, I can deal with that. It's not like they're fighting each other. They're fighting for like to get to the title, which is what everybody should be doing. So I'm okay with that. Um, well, I'd be more okay with Swerve taking the win on Wednesday instead of Hangman because Hangman's already had his run with the belt and opportunity. Yeah. It's exactly. Swerve's time. Yeah. Unless like so here's i think it's kind of a weird thing right like how long do they expect joe to have it i don't want swerve to beat hangman and lose to joe no that would be a huge mistake right so i guess we'll see on wednesday how they decide to book this yeah yeah as it could be swerve gets screwed somehow they continue the hangman feud that which, which I don't know if it's ideal, but it's better than Swerve beating Heyman and losing Joe. They the only thing that they should that should be on their radar is Swerve getting the match, and I think he should be the, he should beat Joe at Revolution. Like I, I that's would be the proper booking to do. Like if and you don't, MJF, give, and you MJF don't comes back, shot, and yeah. MJF comes back at Revolution and starts feuding with Swerve. Right. But remember, too, like, there's still this is the part that's like weird, like, there's still the undisputed kingdom lurking around. And like, they're supposed to be having Wardlow be groomed so he can take the belt off. You know, none of that. It's just an afterthought. Like, it's just so bad. Like, that's just they're supposed to be these monster heels and they get no reaction unless Adam Cole comes out. Like, I didn't even include it in our notes because I was like, yeah, it's I mean, I don't know. Like they're trying to they're trying to fix Wardlow, rehabilitate him, but they're not doing it right. He's already had the story. <laughs> He's already gone after MJF. Like we've literally already had this story in just like a slightly different form. Right. You know, and I agree they're not doing it right and they didn't I don't think they needed to pull the trigger with the I don't know the devil, the whole Adam Cole's the devil thing, I think, turn is turning out at this point to have been a mistake. It's not good because both guys are injured. So how are you going to continue the storyline? Adam Cole is not this; it doesn't seem as devious when he's getting wheeled out on a wheelchair. Like it's just, it just, it just doesn't work. It's does, and like the guys, like I'm not saying anything bad about like Matt Taven or Mike Bennett or Roddy. They're just not over. Unless Cole's out there. Like, they've come out by themselves and they get no reaction. Like, this is supposed to be a red-hot heel group. And it's just it's just not it's not gaining any traction. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. And, you know, I did, you know, overall, I just think AEW is scuffling a little bit. There are some... Uh, John Moxley set the rumor mill ablaze making the little uh, money fingers uh, as of G- uh, January 31st. The Rainmaker, Okada, is a free agent. Right. Um, you know, John Moxley doing that makes some people feel that he's on his way to AEW. Uh, his merchandise being pulled from 
uh, what is it? Pro wrestling shirts or whatever. Pro wrestling tees. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes a sign they're going to sign with WWE. Right. So, you know, much like uh, his counterpart, Shohei Otani, we are all waiting to see where exactly he ends up. I mean, he's, I think it's, I think him being exposed to America on a large platform is going to be great. Right. I don't know if him going to AEW is great. They're not going to do him right if he goes to AEW. Like, I just, they don't need the talent. Like, they don't. don't And just do with people. And just look at their track record when they get people. They, they make an appearance and then they disappear. So I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up for that. No, the only thing that would save it is if maybe like, so we get, and I think the other thing though, is like, I feel two ways about what I'm going to say. Like, cool. Like Osprey Okada. Yeah. But like, they've already done that in NJPW. Like. Yeah, I know. You don't want to just import the same people and like, cool, here it is. We're going to rehash this thing, you know? Exactly. But I mean, the matches would be great. No, I know. Like I, the last thing I want is Okada come back and like fucking feud with Chris Jericho. No, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Chris Jericho anymore, to be honest. Right no, now. I mean, does he really have anything to offer anymore to AEW? Like, he did his. I feel like he did his job at the beginning to put it on the help put it on the map, which was needed. But like as of right now, it's just nothing's been like really good that involves him. Like, no, he's. He, his value is if you move him to the announcing table. That's what it seems like because it's like he can he can still go in the ring, but he's a step slower. And it's just like, are we really interested in seeing a match with him right now when we have all these other guys that are on there that are waiting to hit, to like find their place in the company? I just feel like his time has passed and he should start moving to the side a little bit. Yeah, and he's not even like a gatekeeper anymore. No. So it's not like, oh, you get a you know, you get a, a feud with Jericho and you're going to be fucking rocket, you know. No, it's not. It's not like that. It's Just ask Daniel Garcia. Right. So, or Ricky Starks or right. anybody or, else. Or Action Andretti or like, you know. Yeah. It just, there's not that stamp of approval. And it's like, you know, it happens. That's not, it's not Jericho's fault. It just happens, you know. It's, it's time. He's got more matches behind him than in front of him. So that's just what happens. Yep. Yeah, lastly, we got to get going. We got to get into the cool shit. But uh, they're building Perazzo. She beats Ty Valkyrie. I don't know why Ty is on the roster at all, to be honest. I mean, she has a lot to offer. I just she I, does. I get like, but she just loses. She just takes she loses all the time. She's she's there as enhancement talent, which is a shame. I never thought I would see Taya as enhancement talent. Yeah, but they have her cutting promos with Johnny Rat, like Johnny TV, and like that's again just because the shit that doesn't make sense, like. I don't know. I don't know. It's just more. It's just more question marks for AW, but that's par for the course. Once again, uh, make sure that you guys are hitting the like button, hitting the bell icon, subscribing, and making us move up in the algorithm. We're gonna take a quick powder and go into cool shit.
Once again, we're back with your favorite segment, my favorite segment, Bobby's favorite segment, and the Dark Lord's favorite segment. What do we like to call it? Oh, shit. Bop, bop, bop. And cool shit always starts out with the special delivery, which is the motherfucking mailbag. Let's hit it. Gordon Ramsay's spatula asks, with Cody seemingly out of the main event at Mania, he left the door open that he was going to come after Reigns. But when does this happen? Doesn't this also leave a big plot hole since he won the Rumble? I get that he can go after Rollins, but I feel like finishing the story has always been connected to Reigns. Yeah, we, I mean, I I agree with this comment like one hundred percent. I I don't have the answers to these questions because all these answers are unveiling when we're getting the answers when you are. You know, we're not behind the scenes. Um, I I for one don't want to see a match with him and Rollins. Like he's wrestled Rollins three times. He's beaten him three times. It's a it's a title that doesn't really mean much. I mean, unless that is a big plot hole because he won the Rumble. But like we also have. The Rock, who's The Rock, flexing his, you know, rockiness. his rockiness. And like, he can do what he wants a lot now, especially being on the board of directors. They're going to listen to him. He's a step above Triple H. So what Triple H says doesn't really go if The Rock doesn't like it. We the can economics, the, the, you know, they're all in this business to make money. Right. And they see dollar signs. The Rock versus Roman Reigns night two. Right. Like in WrestleMania, like the paper or the, you know, the watch, like the tickets, everything, the money they make. Um, but yeah, I think like there is no logical place. I just the way they've booked it, it's like I can't imagine Roman Reigns losing at Survivor Series. You know what I mean? Like he's not dropping his title after at this point. On some lesser like, I mean, maybe SummerSlam. Maybe, maybe he summer. beats the rock and and cody and him feud over the summer and in but august he, he takes it what you were saying and what people are starting to say now is that you know he's on deck to beat hogan's title reign this is what we talked about in about a couple episodes in the past so check the notes so if that were to happen we're not even talking about him losing at SummerSlam. he's going to hold that belt till september and at, at least at least and like i don't see him losing that title at a, like a B grade pay-per-view. Cause everyone's like, Oh, he can lose it. Then he can lose it here. No, he had him. You had him like hold, hold the title for over a thousand days. Why is he going <laughs> to lose it at stomping grounds? Like, give me a break. Like battle at the beach. Seriously. Like, I mean, no, it's you, WrestleMania. He's got like, you basically, you buy into another year with reigns. If he doesn't lose. At right. Yeah. And as much as, you said that as much as it pains me, it seems like it's becoming more of a reality now and just got to deal with it. I, I don't know, dude, because WWE, how much more money are they going to make with the rock? Like they're saying like casual fans are going to come in and watch. No, they're not like, they're not like people that watched back in the day are not going to come and or subscribe to Peacock and watch the rock versus Roman Reigns. Nobody's going to do that. People weren't even going to subscribe to Peacock to watch an NFL playoff game. Right. Thank you. Let alone another fake sport. So what they're going to do is, yes, WWE is going to trot out the bajillion views they get on social media and YouTube of all the content they post of the match. And but speaking Res of WrestleMania will, regardless of whether the rock shows up or not, the WrestleMania is going to do what it's going to do. 
I mean, WrestleMania is, is WrestleMania. Like they sell tickets exactly. before the before the card even goes on. So that's why I don't understand the Rock like shoehorning his way into the main event because it's already going to it's already sold. And the bottom line is too, like speaking of views and hits on the internet, that standoff with Roman Reigns and The Rock is on WWE's website, and it's got the lowest ratings of like any um, <laughs> view that they have. It's got like two hundred thousand dislikes and counting. So. You know, the crowd may have been hyped for it, but that's not saying much when, like, you have people on the Internet saying stuff. This is not just, like, saying there's a few people that don't like this. Like, people have been invested in the Cody Rhodes finishing this off, finishing the story, I should say. And like I said, like, we're selling the concept. People like the concept of Rock versus Roman Reigns. But do they but do you want to watch that? It's like, do we want to see that and sit through that? I don't. I don't. I don't. And it's getting, it's like, I mean, for all of their warts, AEW definitely, um, you know, I don't want to watch a pay-per-view that has, I don't want to watch a shitty match. Like, no, you know, the expectation now is like, I want to see good matches. I mean, it's, it's WrestleMania, like so wrestle goddamn mania. The matches, I mean, the, this is the time to deliver, and you know, the, this is not a time to have like a just like a mediocre match, especially if it's going to be the main event of night two. A gimmick match. Don't get it twisted. This is a fucking gimmick match. The Rock is not a wrestler anymore. He's I like know. He's literally no. He's an executive. He should come out to Vince McMahon's music now. Right. Somebody has to. Someone does, but I but mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this because we did talk a lot about it in the first half, too. Right. So, uh, Gordon Ramsay specialist, stay tuned. We are going to be continuously covering this as it evolves going toward WrestleMania. But Marvel Mar- Masterpiece asks now that Dan Quinn is gone and most likely taking Joe Whit Jr. with him. Who do you think guys think fills the DC role for Dallas? That's hard because you have Mike McCarthy in the last year of his contract, and um, it's gonna be, you're gonna be pretty much putting in someone that can potentially take his job. But I don't know. Like people are clamoring for clamoring for Al Harris. Um, there's Don Zimmer. I mean, people are saying Vrabel. Like, but Vrabel wants a head coaching job. I don't know. Like, Dallas is going to do what Dallas does, and that's make questionable decisions. So I'm not even getting my hopes up for this. Like, I just, I don't know. I honestly don't. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I just, I think they probably make the call and see who one William Stephen Belichick would like to work with as a defensive coordinator in 2025 do you think do you think bill belichick's going to take a defensive coordinator job no i think bill belichick didn't take any jobs this year because he's going to take the cowboys job next year all right all right i'm good with that i mean i like so and here's why right like he wants to break don shula's record yeah, I know that. The Cowboys win 12 fucking... They win 12 games every season. He'll break it in two seasons. Like, the talent, the roster, the ingredients to make the soup is there. 
right? It just the execution when it comes to mealtime. This is like what well, Top Chef Restaurant Wars. It's like, and maybe he is the chef, and maybe he puts them over. And Jesus Christ, so he breaks down Chula's record and takes the Cowboys to the title. Like, I'm sorry, Tom Brady. Yeah, your Buccaneers thing is great, but that's like, that's legacy shit, right? Yeah. So, and they've got fucking huge egos. And Jerry Jones just was quoted as saying he absolutely thinks they could work with Bill Belichick. Because bottom line is that motherfucker, like, I don't know. I, he doesn't make decisions like he wants to win, but I'm sure he has to want to win. You would think so, because winning titles is, would bring even more money to the franchise. So this is what these guys operate on is money, right? So I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't like how I like this team. That's just, that's just where I'm at. Like I'm, I'm just it's really, toxic, it's a toxic relationship. It really is. I'm just really tired of it. Honestly. Next question. All right. Shape thrills asks rumors are circling that the world wrestling entertainment is that what WWE stands for? Yeah. Is trying to play cleanup due to the Vince issues and injuries to Rollins, Punk, Charlotte at all. I feel like Rock's reigns is short sighted move. WrestleMania tickets are already sold, and it seems like they're putting the Cody story on the back burner. Seems like a fishy move with The Rock being part of the board of directors and now inserting himself in the WrestleMania main event. More of a statement. Just want to know how you guys felt about this. Um, yeah, rewind. Listen to the first question. Yep. Um, and yeah, we're gonna we're just staying tuned to see. Like, more will come up. Uh, this is this is still slowly unveiling, and so this is just more reason to tune into Raw. More reason to tune into SmackDown. Like, read the, read whatever you're reading. Take it with a grain of salt because we're gonna find out the answers when you do. Like, yeah, true. And honestly, like as much as I think Seth Rollins will be good to go for WrestleMania. There's a chance he's not, and that's a whole other. That's that's a big chance that he's not ready to go. That's like, a whole other thing. So that, that's going to be a big. Oh, that'll be a big loss if Rollins doesn't wrestle. Yeah, because I mean, like, who's Cody Rhodes going to wrestle? Right. I mean, that's what I said. There's Braun still time. fucking there's, breaker. There's still time to make it a triple threat match. Which, yeah, I mean, if I was a, I wonder, like. If DraftKings have those odds, like, right? Speaking I of Ron that, Breaker, like him and uh, Tiffany Stratton are on the SmackDown roster now. I just thought we just would put that quick snippet in. Um, big fans of both of those two, excited for them. I think Tiffany Stratton would have better suited on Raw, but I'm just glad to see her on the main roster anyway. Yeah, and she won, didn't she? she yeah, she beat Mia Yim. Yeah, but so. um. That was our mailbag. If you want to get after us with your questions or comments or anything in between, you can get at me on Instagram. That's Xander Hobbs, X-A-N-D-R underscore H-O-B-B-E-S. Same thing on threads. Bobby, where can they find you? Wrestleocalypse spelled like it sounds, but you know that already because you're listening to this podcast on the IG and the threads machine. Also, um, I'm trying to do a better job, but I try to be, if you're using the wrestling threads tag, I'm trying to be on there too putting some putting some uh some uh hot takes out there so <clears throat> always love the interaction uh yeah. match of the week yes match of the week we're going back 12 years to uh ring of honor um this is a brand spanking new 
Kyle O'Reilly going up against the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion Davey Richards. And um, I just thought this was a cool match because it's um, Kyle O'Reilly's started like kind of his starting point. And um, I just thought, and then I always like covering Davey Richards because he's really good. So, um, Bobby, what did you think of this match? Yeah, I thought it was great. 20 minutes, about 20 minutes long. Ring of Honor. Um, just a cool, different style. I really like Kyle O'Reilly. Cool Kyle, if you remember uh, yeah. how he ended up. I think, what, he had a neck injury, right? And that's what Yeah, he's still, he's still recovering from that. So, but he's good, man. Uh, honestly, like, <clears throat> compared to him to, like, he's, to me, I liked him much more than Ro- uh, Roderick Strong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, is what I think of the Undisputed Era guys and everything, like, um, obviously Adam Cole is the leader of the group or whatever, but yeah, I always liked Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. Um, and this was just a great, uh, great showing for both of them. Um, really enjoyed it. And like, it's nice to go back and look at some of the old ring of honor stuff and understand right. the legacy they had not, not just kind of being like this weird cousin to AW where they're, you yeah, know. it's not even like a shell of itself, what it is now. Like it was just so much better. Like, that's what you tuned into like when you wanted to watch just like straight up wrestling, like they had like storytelling and stuff like that, but it wasn't as like over the top as like it is in WWE or even AEW now. Um, but it was just, it's where like all of those guys like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Brian Danielson, um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, um, Nigel McGinnis. Like I can keep going down the list of all these guys that you all know now, you know, Sami Zayn as El Generico, Kevin Steen. So um, do you can go on ROH. They have their own YouTube page and they give a lot of free matches away. So check that out. Um, it's just really cool. If you like just straight up wrestling, I suggest you check that out. You can find some of their favorites that you like now from back in the day and you can see how they've progressed. Yeah, it's really good. So check it out. Um, we don't just watch wrestling. Nope. We also watch television broadcast television except not cbs for my own personal reasons i'm boycotting cbs fuck cbs fuck kcal nine believe it at that don't want to get too much into it but what are you watching my man so six feet under came on netflix so when we were on vacation so there's some downtime i started fired it back up and watched it again i've covered this way in the past but in case you just are a new listener and stuff it's a um, show about a family that runs a funeral home and the first episode starts off with the dad who's the who runs the whole thing dies and it's them picking up the pieces of like what to do and what it takes to run a funeral home um it's a good show good character development lots of like interesting things happen like one of the cool things of the show is like every episode someone dies and um that's part of the episode on top of like what they're already talking about so it shows them going through the process of like, you know, preparing for someone's funeral and everything like that. So it's a good show. It's on Netflix and it was on H it's on max too. I believe Um, we watched the hell's kitchen finale, which is really good. Um, The best two guys were at the finals and you know, the best guy won. I'm not going to give it away in case you guys are watching it out there still, but hell's kitchen is always fun. Um, We're watching this show called nine lives of, and they cover a different celebrity every time. So this one, we watched the nine lives of Howard Stern, which was pretty cool. We just talked about his coming up in the radio and then like how he switched to Sirius 
and how he went from like being kind of conservative to like switching it, like totally 180ing and being, you know, le- more on the left leaning side since he was used to be really good friends with Donald Trump. They got into that. Um, good show. Um, a lot of stuff I already knew, but like, it's just good to watch. And then we watched the latest Chappelle stand up. I don't know what, I don't remember what it was called, but we, I watched that just, we watched it just to see what the hoopla was about. And, um, I thought for the most part that it was good. Um, he is punching down sometimes, but you know, to me that's stand-up comedy and like, there shouldn't be rules for anybody. Like, well, nobody should be off limits. It's either everybody's on or nobody's on. So, um, I, I thought it was funny, but that is my opinion on that. I'm sure there's some other opinions that don't match it, but that's fine. Um, but that's about it. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Don't watch it. If you don't think right. it's funny. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, guys, grocery games, because obviously I don't know if we mentioned it, uh, the 16th. Tournament of Champions five starts. So they have been, uh, you know, they do a good job of trying to make sure that they kind of introduce some of these people before the, so Triple G, All-Star Challenge, um, Mi Yim is in it, and they had Shoda, and they're just like a lot of really good Top Chef people, and they basically, it's a multi-week, multi-show thing. We've been watching that. It's been really good. you know, they make him do the budget stuff and just the crazy games and watching these people like. Obviously, like James Beard, award winning chefs, like. Do shit with like 25 bucks, so, yeah, that's been good. We, I love Worst Cooks in America. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's amazing to see how bad people are at cooking, but it's also fun to watch them get better. And Anne Burrell is hilarious with just like when she gets exasperated with them and the things she does. And this time her co-host is Tiffany Derry. Oh, nice. Uh, and so she's really funny because like she hasn't experienced how bad people are cooking like this. And she's just like beside herself at some point. So it's always fun. I think really good documentary on Netflix called The Greatest Week in Pop that basically goes through the making of the We Are the World song. Oh, I started and watching that. And everything that went into it. And it's very, I love it because it's like Lionel Richie is kind of like the main character ta- telling the story, which is really good. Um, just remind you how Quincy Jones is probably the most influential, greatest producer ever. I mean, just the amount of talent that he touched and the things that he did, but just as crazy, like the logistics of just stupid shit, like trying to plan it and they didn't have cell phones and they, you know, you're trying to make phone calls and waiting for Stevie wonder to call you back, but he's fucking Stevie wonder, dude. Yeah. He's going to call you back when he's going to call you back. So really good, though. I always love I love. Whether it's like these dramatic re like the Freddie Mercury movie or the Elton John movie that's based around, you know, they're dramatizations in a lot of ways, but or these documentaries that are coming out. I'm just really love uh, spotlighting, you know, the history of pop music. So. Yeah, I need to get I need to finish that up. But um, did you want to do the get rid of one before we went into offsides? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just do this real quick. I already uh, know what it is. So. All right. So I did it to save some time to get you to think. But since we have the Super Bowl next week, I wanted to go. I had a um, Bobby's topic is this. I had a topic. Does the we're going to go with the best Super Bowl halftime shows. And so I picked 
my four favorite ones that I just watched from back in the day that like stuck the most with me. So we're going to pick what the, what the best one is. And we're not going to get rid of one. We're going to pick the best. So are we going to go with Michael Jackson in 1993? Or are we going to go with Prince in 2007? Lady Gaga in 2017? Or Dr. Dre, Snoop, and Eminem in 2022? Yeah, it's really hard, right? So Lady Gaga's was tremendous. Um, Dre, Snoop, and M, like the, at, at, in LA at the brand new SoFi Stadium. Right. Uh, fucking Michael Jackson, 93, was beyond crazy. And then Prince played Purple Rain in the fucking rain. Right. <laughs> Pretty so, iconic, all of them. All of them were iconic. Um but and maybe it's recency bias uh or maybe because i'm a little bit older but i'm gonna go with the dre snoop m i think for being in la and having to meet the expectations that were set and kind of even going above and beyond just with the different sets they used um including that many artists iconic artists um but I think you could probably easily convince me that it's Michael Jackson. But I'm going with him. I'm going with Dre, Snoop M. I'm going with the 2022 in SoFi in LA. Beautiful sunny day, just like we like them. Um, that's what I'm going with. Nice. I, I wouldn't be mad at any of these picks, honestly, because like I said, these are my favorite halftime appearances. But to pick one, just to have to pick one, I'm going to have to go with Prince 07. Because it's just like Prince is Prince. I mean, that you mentioned him playing Purple Rain in the rain, pretty epic. I mean, and Prince is just like probably like the ultimate musician. Like he wrote tunes for everyone, and he's just going to be always remembered as that guy. So I'm going to have to give my hat off to Prince. But all four of these are pretty dope. You can find these on YouTube if you want to go back and watch them, like we're talking about. Like, not a waste of time. Very cool. So, I mean, what do we have Usher this year? So we have that. Not too excited about that, but I'm sure it'll be cool. I know. I was if if we would have gotten Detroit versus Kansas City, I was thinking we were going to have Eminem and Taylor Swift duo halftime show. All right. Which would be but, awesome. But you that, know Usher is like you're like, "Hey, do you think Taylor Swift will come like join me?" Cuz he wants <laughs> that fucking cloud. He's fucking Usher. It's atrocious. Like how is he at the like, like, couldn't get any, like, Usher? I, I didn't know. know he was, like, still doing music and stuff. So. I, yeah, I thought he was, you know, I he certainly wasn't relevant. But anyways, I am not as looking forward to this halftime show as much as these ones. That's for sure. Definitely not. But really great thing saying Prince looping back to that documentary they kind of have a little bit like uh lionel richie talks a little bit about how like there was like a real prince versus michael jackson kind of rivalry that's how good prince was like right he right. was up there with the like neck and neck like when doves cry was as big as thriller no i agree so it's just crazy because you know history kind of you things get hazy and then you know, they die and you don't really remember and things that happen. But 
but it's know, just like look out. at all the shit that prince did like behind the scenes like you know like not prince stuff like he did he wrote nothing compares that turned into a huge hit that Sinead o'connor did he like wrote for like sheila e like he wrote for like a lot of these other people and like they made huge they had huge success writing the coattails of his songwriting so it just shows you like how much of a complete musician and like artist that prince was yeah i mean we've so we've sang his praise here many times so. we have all right Let's we don't have too many too many more of these we, we're coming down to the last two segments of offsides and delay of game yeah, and I don't really have too much for this one. I, we talked a little bit about the coaching carousel. Uh, props, I guess, to San Diego for, I mean, I think Jim Harbaugh was probably the most desirable candidate yeah. this year. And obviously him pulling the Pete Carroll, leaving town before the sanctions come down. Right. So Michigan and, you know, like that shit about your assistant coach recording people is not going away. No. Like, you know, like, so he's, taking his big money going down, seeing what he can do with Herbert. Uh, it's definitely a wide open division uh, as much as well as the chiefs, obviously they're in the super bowl, but I don't think, I think they've looked as beatable as they have in a long time. And Kelsey's going to retire, not because of any fucking crazy theories from about well, psyops or whatever, but he's a 30 fucking five year old tight end who he gets, you can see he gets gassed during the games. Like, I mean, it does, and he doesn't really have much more to like play for. Like he's won titles. He's got like records. Like he's made yeah. me like what, what up more does he have to do? Like, you know, I, I don't blame the guy. He's got like his billionaire girlfriend. Like he can ride off into the sunset. Then like. He made it to 35 in the NFL. And it seems based on his podcast that his head is not tapping pudding yet. Like, no, it's crazy. Like, I think we uh, lots of people forget it's like, especially with Tom Brady lasting so long and things like that. It's like, it's rare for a football player to be 35 and playing at a high level. Exactly. No, I know. So yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, but I definitely think Harbaugh picked an awesome quarterback that if he makes him 10% better, like, and they, the Chargers couldn't be coached worse, could they? No, he picked the team with a high ceiling. There's no way that they should have been bad as they were last year. Like, there's no way that team is too talented. Yeah. And so, and so, like, I mean, Harbaugh could be the he could be the fix. I mean, I don't see them getting any worse. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Dan Quinn goes to Washington, Washington. which which I don't understand like, well, because Washington initially wanted Ben Johnson from the uh, Lions, but he denied, he declined it. Right. So so, um, Dan Quinn was their pivot and uh, they, that was like their second choice. And you know what? Honestly, Dan Quinn did some good things for the Cowboys defense. They were in dead last when he picked them up and they made some improvements. Didn't make it. It wasn't good enough. I'm going to put it that way. Wasn't, was not good enough. So, I just hope that he doesn't take a lot of people with him. Like I already, like was previously said that Joe Witt Jr. is probably going to be the one. I hope Dallas keeps Al Harris because like that guy has the potential. Everybody's clamoring for him to be the defensive coordinator, but he's never really coordinated. He's more of a technique guy. So I, I don't think it's that time to put him out there and try him out. I think he need, we need to run that a little bit slower and see yeah, who's out there? Like, I'd be, I'd be dope if it'd be dope if Vrabel got the job, but I think he wants a head coaching job. So, 
I don't know. Like, it just seems like the same guys get the same opportunities to coaches. I wish they would get someone from the Shanahan tree if there is there's anyone available. But I mean, the word uh, another news that um, Cliff Kingsbury is now the offensive coordinator for the Raiders. So, I mean, we'll see how that goes. They they got Antonio Pierce. The players seem to like him. He's their coach now, but I don't know. Just like it's the same old Cowboys, it's the same old Raiders. Yeah. What did you think about the Patriots passing on former Patriot great Mike Vrabel and going with Jared Mayo? I mean. That's a pretty big reset. It, it is. I, and I think they just wanted to start clean. Let's start fresh. You know, yeah. and not get a guy that had history, which I don't I don't have a problem with. Like that's sometimes what you have to do when you're um rebuilding. You just gotta wipe the slate clean. And I think that's like what gets in teams in a lot of trouble. They start getting people from the past that did work back in the day, or people ex-players that played for the team, or somebody that's done this. I mean, USC did that shit a lot when then when Pete Carroll left. Um, they went with Steve Sarkeesian and everything like that. And I don't think when you're trying to just rebuild from the ground up, you guys got to wipe the slate clean. And I, I don't see a problem with what the Patriots did. Yeah. Me either. I think it's like, and you know, the, it's like a pendulum. Like, so of course they're going to get the young dynamic energetic guy after having Belichick. Right. They're not going to get another old curmudgeon guy, you know? No. Nope. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Antonio Pierce, you know what? It's like, I don't know. We'll see. Like that's, that's just the thing. It's like they things, can't be worse than last year. No. So and they were pick they were picking up some momentum when Pierce took over the job. So I mean it's not a bad move. Like if it's not if it's working, keep going with it. Um yeah, but, Seahawks picked up Mike McDonald, the D coordinator from the Ravens. Right. Who fucking had a huge letdown in the playoffs. So yeah. And Dan, um, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn and Mike McDonald. D coordinators who had huge letdowns in the playoffs getting head coaching jobs getting head coaching jobs the same old nfl yeah 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 obviously like i mean at least this time three people of color were hired because raheem morris had right. coached the falcons which was really surprising because they did interview belichick so that's true they didn't they interviewed him twice yeah but definitely like you know also three d coordinators too so well the thing is it's like yeah, we're not. I'm not going to shit on Belichick's legacy, but like a lot of teams are going younger, you know, yeah. with, when it comes to coaching. I mean, look at the success that like teams like San Francisco has had, and all the people that came off the the Shanahan tree, like you know, um, with the the dude from the Dolphins, like on you know his the success that they had, Ben Johnson on the Lions, and then like you know, I mean, not so much not so much Brandon Staley, but. You know, he he'd probably find a defensive coordinating job, you know, if somebody's looking for him. Not Dallas. Don't pick him up. But like I'm just saying, like the NFL, you always find a job, even if you're a bad coach. Yeah, and especially if you're a bad coach who's an old, who's a, a middle-aged white dude. Right, right. You're you could be a failed white coach and you'll you have a good chance of getting right. Exactly. But uh I don't really want to get too much in the Super Bowl. We'll save that for we'll next that week. Next week, yeah. Um, but overall, neither of us really want to see the Niners win. So, um, I don't really want to see the Chiefs win because they tie. I don't really care. <laughs> Can they both but, lose? Yeah, right. Um, but you know what never loses is our amazing picks for the walkout music, and I'm excited about mine. I'm excited about mine too, but I'm gonna let you go first. All right, mine comes on 
from a new album recently released in 2024, but an old, old favorite that has appeared multiple times on our multiple amazing playlists, which are all available on Spotify. And this song is called Scars off an album called Blood, Hair and Eyeballs by a band called Alkaline Trio. And it was recently released this year. And you can check it out right now. I paint us a picture and we're doing honest and right. I hang it up where it would be gently kissed by the light. But I've gone to distractions, I like where they lead me off to. Where I reach for the reasons, I'm searching for something to do. The filter that's little that gets to my head And it sits where the station just hisses and crackles high end Still I've got this keg and some powder enough to let go I've been thoroughly enjoying this album yeah, I haven't I haven't heard it front to back yet, but I'm going to I'm going to definitely do that tomorrow. But I've been excited for it and like I want to go see them when they play. So, I'm just I'm looking forward to it. It's always a good time seeing Alkaline Trio. They're a really good band, so I'm glad this is going to be on the uh playlist. I'm yeah. picking Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say yeah, I told uh Betty Rubble about it. I was like, it's like when you're in the mood for Alkaline Trio, this is like a really good So, it's just a really good version of what they do well. Right. That's what I would describe it as. Like, there's some rocking, more rocking songs than others, but there's also the spooky stuff they bring into it. Like, it's good. Exactly. I'm going back to 1995, and um, this group is from Cleveland, and um, this album is called um, "Creeping on a Come Up," and um, it's by Bone Thugs and Harmony, and uh, a little old school. The song's called "No Surrender." It's pretty badass. Um, you inspired me actually with your little hip hop deal last week. So I wanted to go that way. And enough with me. You can check it out right now. Yeah, good old school stuff from back in the day. Like it's good memories and everything. Bone was Bone was a good group. Like I really dug them. When they came out, they were super different, you know, rapping fast like that and everything. So yeah, it's just good a uh, little pinch of nostalgia for all you out there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. 
And we are in the ring with special guest, Tony Bloodbath, artist behind the Wrestleocalypse, artist supreme in the house. Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, gentlemen. How are you? We are great. Bobby? Good. Good to have you back on the platform. Yeah, it's great to be back. It's been quite a while. It has been indeed. It's been but... a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Because we have you on here because this is a quite tremendous occasion. As you know, on the interwebs, um, Vince McMahon is in some hot water in case nobody knew. Bobby, you want to fill people in in case they don't know what's going on? I mean, uh, I may blush a little bit, but um, apparently when you have somebody sign a non-disclosure agreement and they expect you to pay them, and then you don't, they disclose all that stuff you didn't want them to. And um, boy, has it been salacious. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm just laughing because I'm uncomfortable thinking about all the stuff I've read. Um, if any of you out there are curious, we are not going to repeat any of the messages that were sent out for due because we don't want to get this episode taken off the air. But um, you can find them. Just type in Vince McMahon text messages. It's all over the place. Um, but I really want to know is, Tony, what, what do you think about all this? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, that that quote didn't hold up very well for him. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, man, I'm, I'm really excited about it, actually. <laughs> because... Uh, I mean, there's been allegations floating around for quite a number of decades about Vince and, you know, paying off certain women and buying them houses and, and whatnot, you know, to keep quiet about certain things. So the fact that it's all coming to light finally and, and you know, hopefully Vince is going to get what he's got coming to him because I've read that stuff. And, yeah, I mean, if it's true, oh boy. Well, and that's the problem is like, He's, I mean, I guess he released a statement, but nobody, everybody knows this is true. Right. But I mean, you know, he has to release a statement and you have sure. to do that. Yeah. What's, you he gonna, what's he going to say? Like, oh, um, of course I did. Of course I did it. Like, he's not, he's not going to admit it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> did it, he pal. should be. He should be. He's like, uh, haven't you been watching everything I've done? Like, yeah, I'm that guy. Like, I'm that guy. Yeah. Like, like. Like we said, um, I'm not surprised that this stuff is kind of like Tony put that this stuff has been going on for decades. People have been coming out. This is not an isolated incident. And let's just remember, like, you know, and it's funny in wrestling, everybody says the best characters are their personality, but just cranked up to 11. I think Mr. J Vince McMahon is already at an 11. He had to put Mr. McMahon to like a five because <laughs> like <laughs> it wasn't appropriate for family. Family TV. It wasn't even appropriate for the Attitude Era. I mean, it makes the stuff that's in those text messages makes him having Trish Stratus bark like a dog like seem like tame. Yeah, well, it seems par for the course, really. Right. <laughs> that's just the stuff that he could do, you know, on in the ring and stuff like that, or, or whatever he could get away with there. Imagine if you know, if he had more, you know, he had more leeway. Yeah. <laughs> It's a true story. <laughs> I know. It's it's crazy, though. It's like, you know, apparently they're going to clean shop for everybody who's who knew about it or was privy to it. But it's like, I mean, they did the big investigation. WWE did what, like, 
they had to have known about this stuff, right? Well, they absolutely did. Well, when like, absolutely did. yeah, because the thing is, Vince was showing like, there's a text message part that he showed like 12 tech guys. Right. And he told them about it and he was passing right. around the, the phone and stuff like that. So if those guys know, then other people know. Not it, only did he pass around the phone, but he passed around the phone and said, yeah, you guys are all going to get, you guys are all going to get a shot with her. That's right. So, exactly. I mean, that just trumps up the charges for him. That's why he's getting the the S trafficking. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, okay. So do you guys heard of Laronitis is trying to separate? He's playing the victim, right? Yeah. About that. Sounds about right. That That's yeah. par for the course. Yeah. His lawyer came out um, two days ago, I think, and said, oh, he's the victim. You know, Vince McMahon was making him do those things too, you know, forced him to do it as well. It's so, a, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a classic hostile work environment, you know, that is true. Uh, and, you know, he's. It's just weird what they just sold to the UFC guys and they have this new corporation and just the timeline of it all. Um, you know, they're hanging Vince out to dry and I think they're glad to do it. No, they are. And it's this maybe this is why that Vince has changed his look to look like a uh, cartel guy because, uh, <laughs> you know, he's trying to get out of Dodge because he knew this stuff was coming up. Yeah, yeah. He said, he, I, I, what I read is he wanted to bring back the hoe train and they said that might not be the best idea right now. <laughs> so perhaps perhaps if, if, if you look like, uh, you know, you look like a cheap Miami uh, cartel member from, from a, a Miami Vice, maybe that would be better. Right. Um, but like the thing is, it's just I feel like Vince might be cooked here because not only are these like salacious things, it's like we all know that like, you know, this girl agreed to certain favors and stuff like that. You know, so there's that little wrench in the system. But at the same time, there's like allegations of SA, ring, and then there's like defecation. Oh, and yeah, well, that's, that's the fun. other thing. It's like, <laughs> when is the former UFC champion and heavyweight champ, whoever that may or may not be, don't know yet. When are they going to like make a statement? Like, I think he's trying to, he is trying to stay away as far as it from possible because <laughs> yeah. he already got his like goose cooked. He got taken out of the games and everything like that. And I was reading online, like some like Vince apologists were like, they're going, well, Ronda Rousey was in the UFC. I was like, last time I checked, she wasn't heavyweight champion. So, <laughs> But like, but I could imagine, I could see Ronda Rousey defecating on somebody. She's got to be, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, so, like uh, or wait, I don't want to get, I don't want to get sued for defamation. From what I've heard, she's that type of person. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Well, you know, like the heavy, the only UFC heavyweight champion. Well, there's been two. There's been Brock Lesnar, and then there's been Cain Velasquez. Remember, these are allegations. We are not accusing anyone of anything. But we're um, just reporting the news. That's all. We're just reporting what we're reading. So a lot of people seem to think it's Brock Lesnar because Cain Velasquez had a cup of coffee there. So like, I, I highly doubt Vince was in talks with trying to re-sign Cain Velasquez. So, so you know, it kind of narrows it down. And um, the only reason I guess that Brock or Brock apparently didn't show up was because there was he was snowed in. That's what it said. But I uh, mean, I, 
I, mean, I imagine, yeah, before <laughs> I imagine he could do a lot of cocaine. He's like as big as a horse. But... Yeah, I mean, snowed in, right? Yeah, yeah right. exactly. <laughs> I think though, like the one thing about this is throughout his career, Vince McMahon has given us amazing content. Right. You know, the Montreal screw job, like all of these great iconic wrestling moments, but is his best piece of content his AI voice reading his text messages? Dude, it's 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 yeah. up there, dude. I lost my shit when Bloodbath sent it to me. Like I even after it was off, I was just thinking about it in my head and laughing. And like, tell me this, guys that know Vince and stuff like that, or like know about him, watch wrestling, you don't you can't tell me that you were not reading those text messages in his voice. Cause I was 100 percent 100 percent And I was adding that's good shit into some of it. Like, I was vascular. <laughs> then i'm gonna turn you over (laughs) (laughs) for those that don't know i guess there's some ai version of 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 one of vince's texts and uh read in vince's voice by an ai and it's 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 amazing it's (laughs) tremendous it is one of the best things ever like look for it on the internet i'm sure you can find it but um we have (laughs) but um i just it's just crazy. Like, I guess the, he's being like federally investigated. And um, I mean, like I said, I think he's cooked. He's not kicking out of this one. No, no, he's got a lot of money, but I don't think it's going to. I mean, it might buy him less time or something if he's found, you know, guilty or what what have you. Yeah, because this is just the civil trial, right? This one that he's coming out with. He's not like, has he been criminally charged yet? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but I mean, um, you know, how many other NDAs are there? How many other women were there? Like, who else is going to come forward? What other, like, I don't feel like this is the end of it. This is more like the beginning of it. Oh, yeah. And again, I just want to say, like, he just sold his company for, he's like a billionaire. He didn't pay this lady two million dollars a million and a half whatever yeah, that's, that he that's agree, like agreed to, to like that seems like you know i mean i guess when you have you're just that much ego right like i don't have yeah, to fucking pay this bitch did. like yeah i don't have to pay her i don't know what's, who she, what's she gonna do to me i'm fucking vince mcmahon yeah. right that's what he was thinking i don't know you anything pal <laughs> i know pal yeah unfortunately for him this woman has a ton of receipts so yeah. <laughs> it's just like it it goes on like i remember when i was first reading the messages i was just like these are not just like you know just like one time like lines and stuff like that these are like paragraphs of just like filthy like things that like i even had to take a shower after reading <laughs> and so here here's my question vince is an old man was he just like talk to texting like was he he doing like that's what I imagine. Or was he like furiously tapping? Like I don't know because there's a lot of like shorthand. shorthand yeah, that's the other you know? thing. Like I was the, like yeah. the capital letter U instead of the word typed out. Yeah. Like, so it was. So his assistant, he was dictating him to his uh, his secretary. It's possible. I want to send a text to the hussy. Are you ready? All right. <laughs> Tell her that I want to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So three big. <laughs> And all oh. ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine being the, the assistant I've been typed out? I'd be like, yeah. I want extra, I want overtime for this. Serious. 
I'd like show it to him. I was like, so you want me to send this? All of this. Are you sure? No, he probably told her. Better you. Yeah, he's like, hey, read that back to me. I want to make sure you're you're capturing it right. (laughs) Sounds good to me. I want to rip your. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. It's good shit. Yeah, it's good shit. (laughs) Oh man. man, he's definitely cooked though. I don't. There's nothing he can do, and the federal charges are coming are coming most likely from the trafficking allegations. Yeah, because that's the part that's like really gonna like shake things up. Because he was like he was like you know grooming her and getting her ready to be sent out to Laronitis on Tuesdays, tech guy on Thursdays, this guy on Mondays. So it's just I don't you can't do that. I mean, according to him, you I think you he can, but that that you can't do that. And it's outrageous. <laughs> Jeez, it's outrageous. I, I, <laughs> I know. Like, dude, could you like I don't say this often, but like fucking poor Stephanie McMahon's gonna walk in that office and just be like, fucking my old man, dude. Well, and, she's not like, surprised because Vince is the one that has been trying to pitch an angle that <laughs> having him impregnate her. Right, <laughs> well, right, right. Yeah, remember wait, that? remember that shit way back in the day? And then let's not forget her and Macho Man. That That's right. Allegedly. 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 So she's no stranger to debauchery. I right. Mean. And I'm, I'm <laughs> just saying. Family, right? It's the whole family. Vince has been telling us who he was for a long ass time. They're like, oh, it's just the character. I was like, no, that's him. <laughs> that's him. That's just him, dude. Yeah. It's a, it's a just, fucking shoot. Like you said, we didn't realize it was him dialed back. It was a character when he was when he was an announcer with with Gorilla Monsoon. That was his character, right? He was this, playing a character all there. This, since then, since he's just been the owner of Vince behind the scenes, that's that's really him, right? He's talking to Booker T backstage. That's him. Serious. <laughs> oh man, I I just I mean. It's really crazy because this comes at a time where we have like WrestleMania coming and like WWE TKO is like scrambling now because Brock Lesnar's out. Um, You know, there's a bunch of injuries going down. Now this whole deal with Vince is going. So The Rock is inserting himself into stuff like we talked about earlier. So it's just like people are people are just like running rampant and Triple H didn't help matters by just pretty much brushing it off at the press conference. I can't wait to see the signs. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, you know, of all the things that wrestling fans do well. Dude, imagine if this, imagine if this like was uncovered, like in the nineties, when the attitude era was around, when we had all those signs and stuff like that, they'd be having all kinds of crazy shit because they had crazy signs back in the day. Oh yeah. It would be out of control. Definitely. Because they didn't, you know, they didn't really edit your signs back. No. Check them at the door. You could take in whenever you wanted. I had one that said Benoit takes it like a midget. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Yeah. But I think back then they also welcomed that a little bit. Yeah. More so now. Uh, You look at how Chris Jericho is, is how AEW is fighting with the fans trying to drown them out. They're bringing Christian. They're not doing the intro and stuff because wrestling fans are super online. They all know about what's going on and oh, they yeah. will, they will vocalize it. That's yeah, for sure. And back to triple H not saying anything. I I'm, I'm guessing 
I'm guessing they probably told him not to really talk about it. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, I'm sure they did. But like what people are saying, like they're saying like Cody Rhodes gave like a way better answer than Triple H did. Triple H just kind of like, well, he didn't. He just kind of just disregarded it. You think I don't? You think he's too close to it? Like maybe? I do. I 100% think he wants to make sure his name is not included in any of that yeah, shit. Yeah, right. So he it's, don't want to say shit. He's on the fucking with... cusp, dude. He's like he's yeah. turned the shit around. He is the booking. He's working for this amazing organization that has. Now he's probably scared because the Rock's his boss, and and he, right. tried to, he tried to get Vince to not hire the Rock, so maybe the Rock's holding a grudge. Exactly. <laughs> so he's got to just stay quiet. Yeah, and it's like, and the, especially with TKO's threatening to like just remove anybody that's been close to Vince, like Triple H is right there. Yeah. So, I mean, he's probably trying to just play his cards close as best as possible. Yeah, I wouldn't say anything either if I was him. No. No. <laughs> no, I'm not mad at him for and his I answer guarantee at all. you, I guarantee you, TKO press people are like, this is a fucking this is a press conference after a wrestling pay-per-view. This is not, you do not have to, it's all kayfabe. Don't even right. Don't even pretend like that shit's real. Like we'll deal with that. I mean, Triple H is good, but he's not that like you don't want him up there trying to like spar with reporters about these allegations that his father-in-law did. Right. I mean, he can do a lot of things, but I don't think damage control is his um strong suit. The real damage control, not the faction. Because <laughs> <laughs> that that certainly was not a strong suit, but it's no. looking up. It's looking up. But but um, is there anything else you wanted to cover before we signed off? Uh, did we talk about how funny our truth was in, in Royal Rumble? Oh, fucking oh, yeah, Ron dude. Killings is making a killing. He's back. He's like, and it seemed like he came back right when all over social media there was a picture of him with like um Easy E and shit because he was like a rapper and like yeah. he's having a moment, man. Hey, and he certainly were, saved the judgment day. People were saying that like there was a poll going out like Who's whose return were you most excited for? Was it Randy Orton's? Was it CM Punk? I was like, motherfucker, it was our truth. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, dude, he came back in Survivor Series too. People gloss over that. He was the best one to come back. <laughs> His Royal Rumble was great. Hey, what, this is all women's in there. <laughs> dude, my favorite R Truth moment, one of my favorites is when there was a Royal Rumble and he comes out. And he brings a ladder out of the ring and he puts it in the middle and he starts climbing it like it's a ladder match. And he goes to grab the briefcase <laughs> and there's no briefcase up there. <laughs> he's a great guy. He's a great yeah, guy. Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, he's uh and he's like Teflon, man. Like oh dude, he can do anything. And like he's he's not gonna the crowd's still gonna be he's still gonna be over like Rover, so it doesn't matter. When when can we do a deep dive on Velveteen Dream? Oh man, those that's been interesting. How well he's been, they've been chirping. He's been, they've like, yeah, he, a, he's been, who was it who said, who told, like, called him out for not being truthful about the, I just saw that. It was EC3. Yeah, thank you. Because EC3 um, caught him video with his phone and the camera on in his bathroom yep. while people were doing their business. So maybe we can take a deep dive next week with a uh, Velveteen dream and we can talk about that. Cause that's a lot of lost potential. And like, he's probably, his career has been done. It's probably going to be done for the foreseeable for like forever. Probably well, he had a couple run-ins with the law too. That too. Yeah. yeah. 
and then and then all the like yeah, the and not like and not like alexa bliss run-ins with the law where no just a little bit of weed it's like no these are these are like bad ones no he was snowed in yeah he was snowed in yeah, and then make the it either this fucking climate change will get you man <laughs> And I'm sure the little, the, the not little, but the accusations of the uh, underage folk that he was talking to doesn't look good either. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been doing a little, a little bit of research on him <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. So, dude, you better be careful. That's your browser history. I mean, I guess your, guess your browser history is probably already flagged, anyways. But I'm mind shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just talking wrestling tonight. Just right. talking wrestling. Just talking wrestling. <laughs> that's all I got tonight, guys. Yeah. Awesome. And, and we can't top that. Hold on. Before we go, uh, at Gorillastrator on the Instagram, at Capologist on the Instagram. I'm sporting uh, one of the hats. Um, the best pins, the best hats, even apparel as well. Check, check, check it out. Um, and yeah, man, we tackle Vince. We're going to get into Velveteen Dream, Tony Ross, the Gorilla yeah, Strider, the Bloodbath. I definitely want to come back for that Velveteen Dream one. Yeah, we'll set that up possibly next week. So we can start this inside the ring featuring Tony Bloodbath. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Thank it's you, Tony, be- for coming on. We cannot top that. Yours truly, Xander Hobbs. Ours truly in this life, Bobby B. And we're always reminding you to show empathy protect the environment, defend animals, and support the Russellocalypse. Booyakasha!